0: a Therian, I believe that my soul is an animal soul. I know and I have a fundamental understanding that I am overall human. I experience something called species dysphoria. Huh. The dysphoria causes me to feel I'm in the wrong body, which is why I always wear this mask in my ears. I- I'm sorry. Yeah, it's it's dysphoria. It, we can agree on that. Now
1: to the task at hand. I know that you wish to speak about your sports games. Incessantly, but I am here for a different purpose.
0: Welcome to the Sports Antelope, episode number 142. I'm your host, Danny Belts. Cheesecake pickup move. Oh, we'll be talking all about that and this man soon. Sing it, Kenny! Say it right Kenny Loggins, ladies and gentlemen, we are one week closer. Do I need to remind you? On my attire? I don't think so. And if you're new, just listen to the last few episodes as I talk about possible combinations with leopard underwear, pants or no pants, when this man comes to New Orleans. It's one of the few times I'm excited to go into New Orleans. I'll probably get shot. I'll have to check with my insurance to see what they cover at Jazz Fest. Uh, Yeah, you know, it's probably going to go down. The insurrection footage came out. I have a funny take on this and a personal story of something that happened last night in my car as I had to leave my house to talk to an actual human being, to go in my car because the things that I said, well, people just can't hear in my house. Instagram heater with college basketball came to an end last night. A crash and burn, but we'll talk about all of that and the Instagram page and its importance through the tournament to check that if you're going to be up with our picks with college basketball. Derek Smart Car comes to the stupid team in New Orleans. And Bro Exotic, in the words of the drunk neighbor, has an opinion on that. Why wouldn't he? The drunk neighbor's honeymoon. We have baby odds on the honeymoon. That's right. My daughter was minus 350 to try to ruin that wedding. Boy, was she close. Oh, my goodness. I can't wait to tell you about this. Conference tournaments are rolling. Next episode is going to be a massive breakdown Of the entire tournament, probably an hour and a half, two hours with just me. Oh, yes, that's right. You're going to love that. Because we have so much to cover there. We have to throw it into one episode. Somebody said I should do multiple series and everything. Now we don't need to do that. We'll keep it on once a week. If you don't have Instagram, I suggest you go get it. Just for the purpose of being able to listen and read the rants of a self-aggrandizing podcast leader that does this primarily out of his mother's basement. Do you have a problem with that? That sounds like a you problem. Everybody does this. Be sure and rate, subscribe, and review. Follow us on Instagram, at the Sports Antidote. Reach out and touch a brother and tell somebody about the Sports Antidote today. So I have done my best to stay clear of most of the insurrection stuff just because I find it to be very difficult to believe certain things. Now, I've said this before. This is going to be a huge... I know last week we broke some records, so there's a lot of new people. So let me just tell you here. Normally, we bring in Tommy Bench to talk about political things to get a more objective, realistic opinion, as yours truly tends to go down quite the rabbit hole when it comes to stuff like this. However, I'm going to put things to the alien perspective. If you were an alien... And you came to the United States. You were here right here. You don't know anything. You're a a being with intelligence beyond our comprehension. And I had to explain to you that 300, 400 drunk white men dressed up with face paint, some a Viking (laughs) head, The shaman of QAnon, as he is called. And many of those other people almost overthrew the United States government without a plan, automatic weapons or explosives. And I tried to convince you of this by showing you the previous footage, you still would have a very hard time believing that. But after watching the recent stuff, it becomes even more difficult. Now, rather than get in to all of these things, there's a reason why any type of media outlet or anything will withhold video evidence. Because video evidence, by far, becomes way more real when you look at it and stuff. I understand there's 50 billion hours of all this, but I will say this, and this only when it comes to this before I tell you about what happened last night, is this video evidence is not good. And there's a reason not, – not good for the other side. There's a reason why Chuck Schumer is already basically calling Tucker Carlson a domestic terrorist for – I hate to say it, you know, doing his job – and talking about this holy of holy, sacred footage of which the Capitol Police is escorting the shaman around like he's got the keys to the building looks a little set up to me. It also <laughs> it looks ridiculous. That guy's still in jail. It's unbelievable. But the fact that everybody now is talking about this kind of makes it funny to me. Because what the media, look, forget what side of the fence you're on. Uh, it doesn't matter to me. Here, here's what it comes down to. What we're hearing now from the other side is what you're looking at is not what happened. Let me repeat that. What you're looking at is not what happened. What you're looking at is a lie. This is what I'm being told. So don't look at the video footage. Just listen to what I'm saying. Let me narrate this And just close your eyes, we'll turn the video off, go back a couple years, and I'll retell the story. See, when I hear stuff like that, it just makes me angry for a lot of reasons. Whether or not this this footage is is doctored up or whatever, you can take it to the extreme for all I care. I know that when I see something, it tends to be believable. Thus, the term seeing is believing. So I'll go ahead and leave this up to our just amazing, you know... (laughs) our amazing media to just explain to us what we're looking at because we clearly can't discern that on our own as adults. It's incredible. I get a phone call last night from a guy I've known for about nineteen years. Now he's had a couple couple brown waters in him. I know how I know what that's like. So immediately I'm gonna cut him some slack. You've been drinking, yeah, but that doesn't matter. How much? I don't know, man. Do you mean to call the bartender? <laughs> so basically I'm told I'll try to break this down. After the first four minutes of having this person yell at me, unprovoked, I mean, just for once, I said nothing. Just get verbally just pinotted over here. I begin to ask some questions that he doesn't like. And then it went from about 20 to 190 in about 2, 3 Mississippi, where I calmly walked out to the car in my driveway, opened it, shut it, then resumed the conversation, as Some very, very choice things were said to me for believing what I saw. And uh, of course, uh, I'm not to be outdone there, even though I have a lot more, what I say, control or maybe just a better capacity to put a lid on things. This, this situation presented one where I would not. And gave it to this guy about as good as it gets and about a calm voice as it gets with some very choice expletives. and some very choice words as well, which resulted in this guy hanging up on me, then letting me know he's deleting my number. Really, really. No, I'm serious. Deleting my number and erasing me from his memory. That is a very, very powerful thing to say. And if this event comes between me and a, a basically a 20-year relationship, call it like a heavy acquaintance. He never really came to anything important that he was ever invited to, but that, that's neither here nor there. Oh, well, and so be it. I mean, normally I would probably call, I'm the one doing the apologetic call because I'm the one in that seat with about 16 brown waters in me uh, <laughs> making that apologetic call But I will not be making that call because I did nothing wrong. And as a matter of fact, some things were said to me that if I had a few brown waters in me, I'm probably getting in my car and driving to somebody's house. And it's not to play tiddlywinks. It's to make another huge mistake. But this is not a mistake. This is how life will run its course. And I'll say it again. And I'll say it for the last time in this subject matter. If you believe that 400 drunk white men with no plan No automatic weapons and no explosives almost took over the most powerful government the world has ever seen. I can't let you around my kid. I can't because the Tooth Fairy, Santa Claus, and the Easter Bunny are probably real beings. And yes, you very well take my daughter to a trans drag show. It's a very weird conclusion to draw. But then again, weirder conclusions have been drawn. So that's where I'm drawing that line in the sand. Moving on. We started putting picks on Instagram for basketball and it went bananas quick. So at one point we sit here 2 days ago 22-8 and 1 a heater through the weekend, 4 for 4 on Friday, 4 for 5 on Saturday, 4 for 4 on Sunday, 2 for 3 on Tuesday, and then Wednesday night get the 1 for 4 just getting bashed in with unders. I like unders. Man, they never go under. <laughs> Some of these games went over by a ton. I had the over in the Syracuse game that went under by two points. That was a horrible loss. Syracuse missed just about as many free throws as you can down the stretch. It is unbelievable that that was even close. And then it became an L. Under in the Bethune-Cookman, under in Montana State. Those games were the two highest scoring games of the day, nearly. So those are not good I snuck out the NBA pick, thank God. That almost got hairy. Trey Young misses a bunch of free throws late. It's almost like it's scripted sometimes. But, you know, we are 23 12 1 now on our Instagram campaign for basketball. Still very incredible. I would wager to say coming into the weekend, if anybody posting picks or after Sunday night, I don't think anybody out there was 11 for 12. Uh, and the one loss was complete. Dog shit. We almost ran the board. Did I get lucky on a couple? Oh, Long Beach. It took six overtimes to get over. So what? That happens all the time, right? Doesn't it? Of course it does. <laughs> Just not to us. But we got lucky there. So that worked out. Heater on Instagram is over. But that does not mean that the run is over. But the heater itself, yeah, that was, uh, that was a Titanic going down in some icy cold water. That was almost an 0 for 5 day. And you knew that was coming right after I bragged to a couple people. Not really, but I was like, hey, man, I haven't been talking to you guys. Here's what I've been doing. And they're like, oh, sick. And then they probably jumped on a couple of these inevitably to lose. That's how it works now, doesn't it? Anyway, on that regard, we will be carrying the podcast. Hardcore, and I have four teams I want to talk about. Clearly, you know, TCU is being one. There's a, three others that you probably don't suspect. I'll give you one right now, Gonzaga. This could be the year, and I know uh, everyone is collectively rolling their eyes. I'd never really get on the Gonzaga train. But for the first time in recent memory, this team is just a distant, that's not their year. You know, they lost to Loyola Marymount at home, breaking that absurd home win streak. Their conference is not that good this year as two years ago or last year. The West Coast Conference sent almost five teams A lot of that large is a record for that conference. Well, it's kind of flipped. The seniors are gone. These guys don't really play pro out there, at least in this country. So certainly, Gonzaga, a little weaker than usual. However, we forget they did beat Alabama by double digits and scored over 100 points on them in a neutral court only two miles, two hours away from where Alabama plays. This was in Birmingham. It's actually closer than two hours. And they just dispatched of St. Mary's on a neutral court and just annihilated a really good basketball team in St. Mary's. And Gonzaga is definitely a team, particularly in this year where there are no dominant runaway teams that they could actually do a ton of damage. They are a very good team. We'll be talking about Gonzaga and, of course, TCU. And there's two others that I'll just wait for next week. But something tells me you'll enjoy it. And just bet against me. Fade away. Why not? Maybe yesterday will carry over into the tournament. I doubt it, but it, it could happen. Derek Carr comes to the stupid team in New Orleans. And the internet breaks. Well, I do like the cars. I always have. I think they both kind of resemble each other in getting married very early in life, having kids very early in life, uh, kind of dealing with adult Trials and tribulations that most of these young men do not have to do or put themselves through. I hate to say put themselves through like having a kid's a bad thing, but it certainly would complicate things for a college athlete. I think that's a pretty safe statement. But the cars are good people. And his brother David, Derek's brother, just, I mean, had tons of ability, but played for a Texans team that really, really went out of their way like the Colts did to Andrew Luck. To put a lot of money in quarterback, but not in the big people protecting him. And Carr just got his ass chewed for years and years. Nike had a commercial I cannot find where they're showing what it looks like through the athlete's eyes. They had some examples. And then there's one of David Carr under center calling an audible. It's like a real life thing. Then they show the reverse angle and there's no offensive line in front of Carr. Just four massive men that are about to kill him. That was pretty much an accurate depiction of what things probably look like through the eyes of the young Fresno State quarterback at the time, David Carr. Now, his brother, Derek, I've always liked for a lot of reasons. This guy's dealt with more than most would deal with an entire professional career by being drafted by the, uh, almost said that word, can't say that, the not-so-smart Las Vegas Raiders at the time, the Oakland Raiders, And we can clearly see anyone that coached or played for that team gets a hall pass from me. Dennis Allen, I don't even recognize his time in Oakland as I watched a thousand coaches have to deal with that insane family and fail miserably. I I don't even think that counts. I don't think he's a good coach, but I I think he's a really good defensive coordinator. The Saints, the stupid team in New Orleans, once again, a great defense, but I just don't really think it's fair to have to deal with all of that. And the way they, the way that Raiders handled this thing with Carr was just perfect. Raiders, you know, we're, we're moving on. And of course, look who they have, Josh. McT- I mean, what could go wrong with <laughs> what snuck in the playoffs one year, and everyone acts like the Raiders are some perennial powerhouse now. And then they come play the stupid team in New Orleans and don't score a point a few months ago. Yeah, clearly that team is going to have a lot of problems and probably more now. But the good news is that Derek Carr will have less problems because as much as I don't like the stupid team in New Orleans, typically they're able, typically they're a pretty normal franchise as far as keeping a lot of the media circus out. I mean, they even managed to get the Kamara thing all the way almost forgotten until the judge was like, wait, we're going to have this court date, right? And now Kamara will go in front of the judge in July and as predicted or warned, warned, Uh, By that legal team, if you put this off, it will be more severe. The Saints rolled the dice, thought they could maybe do something with that team. Lost on both accounts. There's a very good chance Kamara's suspension will be massive, and it should be. And after watching the video of Alvin Kamara just jump and just start stomping on some dude, I really just don't understand what you're thinking. Uh, That is going to cost that young man a lot of money, a lot of playing time, a lot of incentives. And if it were me and if I were Goodell, I'd just suspend him for the whole year. I would. I'd that precedent now. You want to do this stuff on company time, and, and and technically it was. If you want to do this off of company time, I don't care. If they suspended Ray Rice for, for life, for knocking out a woman and dragging her lifeless body into an elevator, as severe as it gets, clearly this isn't as severe as that. But it's entering that realm. There's no way to get around it. You're jumping a defense, and there's anything. And we'll talk about this in three weeks a very, very real story that I not only witnessed physically and 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 saw, I guess what I saw is not what I saw, right? I mean, just go ask CNN about that. But it is very important to know three things I hate the more than anything in life, and one of those top three is jumping someone. I have had a problem with this my entire life, and in the two situations I was involved with, we'll talk about one, where a buddy of mine decided he was going to get his in after the fact. And I wouldn't let him, and we ended up getting into it because I wouldn't allow that to happen. He was going to have to go right over me because I hate, hate the concept of that. If you want to have a fight, there's a way to do this. No sucker punching, no bullshit. You look at me, i look at you. Cling the ding, the ding the bell in your head, and now we can go about it. No weapons, no friends. We'll just tape it up, and let's get it going. Or don't tape it up. That's how I feel. And we'll talk about that uh, to exhaustion because the, the story I have there is just too real, too good. And, <laughs> and it resulted in me, unfortunately, going back to the hospital. But that was kind of a, a, a theme. I actually thought about that eight times in four years in Charleston, eight. I had to go. At one point, I think they're like, really? You fell down the steps? Yeah, that's a big flight of stairs, pal. What can I tell you? I don't know. In any event, I think that Derek Carr is very capable, a very confident young man given the weapons. You know, Michael Thomas, is he going to play? I don't know. Kamara probably won't be playing much. Is Landry going to be healthy? Olave probably will. The tight end situation sucks. The offensive line situation's a little hairy. And I just only think you're going to be as good as this league, as the people around you, particularly in front of you and Uh, You know, this is going to sound crazy. I'm not sure Derek Carr is much better than Andy Dalton, and I know everyone has their opinions about Dalton, but again, people are going to tell me what I've watched and then tell me what I'm watching is not really what I'm seeing. I mean, I watched Andy Dalton drop back and on third and 18 make a throw 26 yards down the field in triple coverage for the ball game against Tampa that hit Taysom Hill in the left nostril of his face an impossible throw that I saw him do about 10 of those, 10. A throw you only make if you know you can, okay, and he can. And I'm not sure that Derek Carr is on a different level than him at all. As a matter of fact, I'm almost positive they're not. Uh, Carr may be a little better, but I really don't think this is the massive upgrade a lot of people are thinking that it is. And look, I don't root against the stupid team in New Orleans. I just don't care. So, you know, good for them. I hope they win. Once again, the salary cap in the NFL means nothing. And who knows? You know, we'll see what happens. But very much an interesting move and a pretty big, pretty big uh, acquisition off season here for the stupid team in New Orleans. The drunk neighbor is on his honeymoon. Uh, the Miss Neighbor, who I have a lot of respect for. Well, there's no real odds on this. I was just kidding. I don't think. <laughs> am I going to comment on? <laughs> I was going to say plus 300, but may, you know, maybe not. Maybe they want to travel the world a little bit. But speaking of odds, I do want to talk about what happened with my daughter, the flower girl. Saturday morning, I hear her yelling and screaming, and I come in and she's profusely bleeding out of her nose or out of her lip, excuse me, and it's a cut. Come to find out that one of the little cats we have, as she tends to terrorize these animals, picked up the nicest one by the tail. I saw the very end of this the cat running out of the room. And she said that she picked him up by the tail and he just popped her right in the mouth, cut her lip open. And (laughs) how does this happen? And she's bleeding everywhere. And we had to make a decision and we decided to bring her to, I mean, I know what a lip cut looks like. This needed minimum three, four stitches unless it's going to scar. So we bring her to the e-clinic, the emergency room. uh, And, you know, they clean this thing up. It's like trying to contain Lawrence Taylor with a rookie offensive lineman. This is not going to happen. So we had to like hog tire. That didn't work. We had to give her the anesthesia. I couldn't take it. I, I, I couldn't. I don't know how my brother, my younger brother's daughter was in the NICU for about a year and a half. I don't even know how people go through that. I have a problem with this. I couldn't even look at it. And they had to put her down and her eyes start rolling around. I was like, I'm going in the room, waiting room. I, I couldn't even be there for that. And then... You know, she comes back too and she was still kinda whacked from the medicine. She said the doctor's face was stupid. It was pretty funny. And it was kind of stupid. But at the same time it was uh it was equally hilarious. As I'm texting the drunk neighbor that this is going on. He's like, Ah, oh, it'll be fine. I almost lose it. So then they're able to stitch her up. She awakes from the anesthesia. Luckily this was a night wedding. And she was the flower girl. So she did not. But boy, that went from minus 350 to minus 350. After that incident, if you got in live, she still would have played. Well, then you would have won a lot. So the wedding was great. It was great. It was awesome. Everything was incredible. A Very, very nice. Kind of a high-profile New Orleans wedding here. And, and I'm proud that my daughter was able to play through the injury. As most people don't, as as we find. So let's just get right into it here. The Cheesecake Pickup. What is that, Belts? I'll tell you what it is. I'm glad you asked. So Boston Dan recently came in town. I didn't really have a chance to talk about that much last week. Boston Dan and I haven't, haven't seen him since a couple years ago. I went up to a wedding of a family member of mine, then hopped a plane to Boston, and we drove up to Maine like a couple, like a young gay couple. And then, you know, I even held his hand a little bit to really, really let the lady in the hotel room know what well, a hotel really let the lady know that was getting a the reservation there, giving us our keys. She knew what was up. So which was a great time. We went to a lighthouse the next day. I've never seen a lighthouse. I've never been up to that part of the country, which is really weird. Todd, like the, the, the farthest part of the northeast, which, you know, right there on the coast of Maine. Oh, amazing. Uh, incredible. Incredible foliage. The seasons were changing. It was awesome. So Boston Dan comes down and stays in my house. Last week, I said we went to Chuck E. Cheese. Let me explain that real quick. We went to Chuck E. Cheese with my daughter. I failed to mention that. Ruined the joke. I said I had a sign that said Chuck E. Cheese is a fraud. Well, that doesn't make any sense. It said Mickey Mouse is a fraud. So let me go ahead and get that straight. On homeless cardboard on Instagram. Very amazing picture. I use every uh, chance I can for a good homeless cardboard photo op everybody knows this and i invented that that guy that took my idea that's better looking taller and doesn't have a job that now has 76 billion instagram followers i should have listened to my instincts quit my job and taken the homeless cardboard thing professional one of my top 5 regrets that is a huge statement <laughs> but everybody knows i invented that everybody knows this this goes back to 2011 tu- 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 tuberville is terrible at a two lane cincinnati game tuberville is terrible He is. That's when it started. He's also a horrible politician. I don't care if he has an R by his name. He's trash. He was trash as a coach. We all know this. The cheesecake pickup comes from Boston Dan's visit. So we stayed at my house Friday night. And like I said, Sunday night, he stayed with my brother and all my other friends right outside New Orleans. I went back home. But Saturday night, we went out. We went to the coast in Biloxi. So there's all the casinos there. It's about an hour from my house. And we stayed. Uh, we stay again. The Golden Nugget. No, we stayed at a hotel right outside of the casinos. And then we went to most of the casinos, played some table games, went up, went down, you know, the whole, the whole racket. But prior to all of this, we went to dinner. We went to a Saltgrass Steakhouse. That's like the version of an Outback a little higher. The Landry's version, their competitive response to Outback and Saltgrass May actually be better than Outback. I'm not sure. And I'm a huge fan of the Outback Steakhouse. Huge. But we went there and I watched Boston Dan go to work. Now, you got to understand about Boston Dan here. This guy, I met him, you know, in Florida. He was working with me a little bit after I met him. He's a bartender. Boston Dan, when I say the best bartender I've ever seen, you have to understand what that means. So that is the ability to do this right here. There's one time I walk up to the other side of the club, their bar, which is really far from the fine dining restaurant I'm in. He's in the club room. So I go over there and I see he's down a man. There's about 30 people deep at the bar. This is a disaster. And I watched this guy for about three minutes run a full service bar. For those of you who don't know, the service bar is on the side. It's offset of a bar. This is where one bartender usually stands to take all of the drink orders coming in from the wait staff. That's a task in itself. There was also 30 people at the bar in which she was shaking up cocktails for all of them, carrying on conversations with all of them, while servicing the service bar, closing out, opening up checks, while not breaking the subject matter of what she was talking about. This isn't multitasking. This is something from the pits of hell as far as like ability, able to make all these ludicrous drinks while talking to everyone, not even breaking a sweat, running the service bar, ringing up checks splitting checks, all of the nightmare things this guy can do with his eyes closed. He used to work at Cheers, uh, that is a fact, and some other high-profile bars in that area. So this guy is kind of like an all-star in that regard. And although Rowdy Bush, my boy Rowdy Bush, very good, very good bartender. I think he's listening to this maybe. But this guy was just cream of the crop, and he's able to do that. Then Now he works at a car dealership, does extremely well. And the Young Woken will be coming on to discuss some of this as they had a talk. Oh, the Young Woken and Boston Dan had a conference call regarding what he will be doing next because of the sign Young Woken made about the athletic director of the Green Bay Phoenix, Just Give to the Phoenix, AD Josh Moon. And once again, my amazing sign idea opens up doors, windows, and opportunities for the youth of this country. I am a hero. Everyone knows that as well. So Boston Dan... Is gonna to go to work here for uh, to a two a good looking solid eight middle aged lady by herself at the bar. Before I get into what he did and why it was so incredible and why that pertains to March Madness, let me tell you how I used to go about things because this may not only provide perspective but may also provide additional perspective to why I am a sociopath. But anyway, let's just uh, let's 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 cue this up. Let's get this going. So when I was in college, I realized that I was very normal. I didn't think I was abnormal, but I went to an all boys, you know, boarding school or whatever. And then I didn't really have time to talk to girls. When we did get talked to girls, it was like just a buffet. They threw us into some dance. You had about two hours to figure out which one of these girls you could probably try to take out of the dance. You know, everyone's running this mental gymnastics in their head. It's not really a situation that is applicable to picking up, a, you know, a girl or however you want to go about that. However, you do things or whatever you call it. <clears throat> so, when I was nineteen, I realized, man, you're not tall. You're five eight, five seven, something like that. You just you look like everybody else, really. So, how are you going to differentiate yourself, you know, from the pack? So, you got the pack. You got a bunch of wolves. Yeah, you know, they got their chest swollen out, six three, and all this very visible. And then there's me. Now, I also realized you got to be careful when you're a short guy with a big mouth. Then you get hit with the Napoleon complex and all these other misnomers of that. Anybody that's short with confidence must have Napoleon complex. You ever notice that? It's pretty funny. Yeah, it's kind of like he's a great recruiter as a coach. Really? Okay. It's kind of implied. I still think that. Okay. So, and there are great recruiters that are not good coaches. I just don't think they should be coaches at that point. But, you know, once again. So what I realized was I really did have a gift to initiate a conversation, It was about that time I realized that I need to be in sales and started looking for how to get into that and then saw that I did need a bachelor's for most of these. Didn't matter what it was in. Good, because I was taking the dumbest program in North America to get a bachelor's at, when all else fails, apply to Johnson and Wales. I wish they could have me on to talk about how horrible, horrible that school is. Oh, boy. Be a PR nightmare for the mothership in Rhode Island. But I realized this. And it started to work, but not without much error in the beginning. Now, you know, bars are loud. There's music. You got to figure out where you're going to do this. What are you going to say? How are you going to break the ice? All these things. I'll spare you all that. My ability to carry a conversation with just about any type of girl or person, for that matter, in any walk of life was a real thing. And I understood that the way that I was going to have to do this was going to be different, especially for what I was fishing for. Now, we all know there's the flues over here, the drunk sophomore, right? And she's already made the rounds of her freshman year, put on a little, still a little cute. She's sloppy drunk over here. Well, everybody's gravitating towards her because that's going to be the easiest road out of here, right? So I, I, I realized that, you know, that is usually a very populated area and a very difficult area to deal with when you're a 5A white guy like me with nothing really going for him outside of what you can really talk about. So then I realized that for me, it was probably smarter to take a step up. Now, take a step up to the juniors and the seniors, dare I say, even the young professionals that have graduated, is hardly a place for a dude with a couple pimples that's 19 to be able to deal with. So I thought that once once everything sets in, right, like I'm becoming a young man here, so in a year or two, this is really going to work out, perfected the craft, skin cleared up, and lo and behold... My angle now became talking to the older girls because they actually, I realized, were interested initially in what you had to say. If you could somehow get past the first 20 seconds, let me stop right there. When you are cold calling in real life, professionally in sales, you have 20 seconds. Not 15, not 25, 20. Why? That's what it is. If you don't know, now you know. In that 20 seconds, you better say something captivating, interesting, or something or this elevator speech is for not. The same applies to the opposite sex. Now, I'm not saying you have to go up to them and say, how much does a polar bear weigh? I don't no, 400 pounds, enough to break the ice. My name's Belts. I'm not saying you have to go that corny route. What I'm saying is, is if you can figure out some observational things, maybe even listen a little bit like a real stalker, and then come in and try to in- engage a conversation, they'll even applaud the effort, even when it's too much or too little especially when they realize that a guy from the Bush Leagues is trying to take an at-bat in the majors. Well, I became really good at this. And after a while, I was able to damn near strike up a conversation and captivate the audience of just about every girl I was in front of because I knew that they actually would appreciate this. I knew that there was no red flags. And I also knew when it was time to get that number to close, and this is not a one-call close. Was never really good at that anyway. Ah, this is the long hustle. I knew that asking them to coffee the next morning was the smartest idea I had ever had. Asking a woman to dinner or a girl, especially one that's a little older, 22, 23 when you're 19 or 25, 26, dinner has implications. And dinner, not only does it have Dennis Reynolds type implications, it also isn't a good spot because if you go to dinner and realize you're not compatible at all, you are stuck there at a dinner, right? It ain't going to end anytime soon, whereas coffee can end right now. So coffee was very disengaging and gave me the opportunity to show these older women than I, the young professionals about to graduate or already did, that I was up in the morning. Uh oh, huh. imagine that. I'm not sleeping one off till 12 o'clock. I have two jobs And I go to the gym early and all of these things, right? Coffee was perfect because that is when you actually are able to communicate one-on-one with a human being to figure out if there's some sort of compatibility to continue this sales process. So before I throw the clothes on it or the lost or whatever, we're having coffee, damn it. I did this about a thousand times and I can't tell you how effective it was not the effectiveness to the degree of, well, how many just sleep with belts. I'm not grading it like that. This was something that I knew not would most of these would not work out. But the ones that did, certainly did. The ones that didn't, well, it's a small city. I'll see you around. But at least I didn't have that nauseating aftermath stench of the, let's go to dinner when you're drunk. It's just not a good idea. This is a good way to go about things. This was very easy for me. And it's further solidified. My knowing and understanding that communicating with people to provide something that I have a good or service professionally would be a very good idea and come to find out for once in my life, there aren't many good ideas that I've had. That was one of them for that very reason. Personalizing a conversation with someone you're trying to pick up or talk to, get a date or get that number is very similar to personalizing a presentation when you get in front of a decision maker. How is it not? What I'm going to tell you, Miss Harris, it's actually a real person, (laughs) a 26-year-old grad student who was in and out of school her entire life getting all these degrees, was also a bartender. We'll get into that story one day. This was able to work amongst all odds, against all odds, and against the face of my boys telling me how much of a fool I was going to look when, in fact, they were the ones Stuck with the dumbfounded face of, I can't believe that stupid shit worked, but is it really stupid? Well, it damn did work. So when doing that professionally, you want to take the same time. Put some time into this. Make the girl or the decision maker or the female good-looking decision maker, in some cases, understand that you at least put in the E for effort. And if you do that, you'll at least get through the beginning of what you want to say, and then if you crash and burn, well, the sun comes up tomorrow as Little Orphan Annie liked to say. Watching somebody try to pick someone up is very similar to Wildlife Discovery. Crikey. Look at a hair-jail-filled young man. I can't even do a good accent of anything. It's pretty pathetic. The drunk neighbor does the best Australian, New Zealand accent you've ever heard. It's pretty good. (laughs) It does it good. The cowboy who comes on here every now and again, does the best Scottish-Irish. He can actually differentiate the Scottish to the Irish. I don't even know how that, they all sound ridiculous to me. (laughs) I'm sure I don't sound ridiculous, I'm sure I sound perfectly fine to them though, right? But watching this happen is fascinating because you're gonna get to see nature run its course. Does this young stud, this young stag, have what it takes to carry the conversation, get past the first 20 seconds, engage someone of the opposite sex to make her laugh or smile initially, to get his foot in that door, and if they do, it becomes even more fascinating to watch. The different styles, the tactics, the ploys, we think we're so creative, but we're not. But every now and again, I see something that is just wildly creative, noteworthy, and amazing. And I was in awe of what Boston Dan did at Saltgrass two Saturday nights ago at around 8.15 while I was cursing at the television watching LSU not cover versus Ole Miss. Pretty standard. LSU should just quit basketball the rest of the year. I think they won last night. Look out. They win another one. I think it's getting close to a win. Watch them win the SEC tournament. <laughs> yeah, right. That'll be the day. That'll be the day that, you know, a bunch of people try to take over the power gov- most powerful government in the world with a Viking hat. Yeah, I believe that. So Boston Dan is a sneaky, sneaky, sneaky guy. Much like myself, he can pretty much conjure up a conversation of just about anything as his life has gone in some turns, not his fault, that has solidified a very solid human being with a hard exterior. The exterior, the armor that man wears out today was acquired over years of just a bad, bad marriage. The aftermath of what happens when the other person succumbs to substance abuse. I know a lot about this, if you didn't know. I happen to know a lot about it. And anyway, I've known this guy for quite some time. After taking my money in a poker game without knowing him at a dog track in 2006, then he took the money back again that he gave me, my roommate at the time. And I had gotten in another huge argument, my late friend Larry Rich, and he left me at the dog track, which I would have done the same thing. Then this guy says he'll take me home, and now I think I'm going to get raped. There's no restaurants open. It's 3 in the morning. We go to his restaurant where he warms up the oven and makes me an amazing sandwich. I believe it was a Reuben. And I don't even like corn hash, but this was kicking. Boston Dan's restaurant in Florida was booming. And that's how our friendship began, was that night. Well, this guy, like I said, has built that exterior for a lot of reasons. But boy, when it's time to loosen up and get to brass tacks with the other side of the sex, the women, he has not lost his touch. And might I say, it may even be better than it was before, which is a very powerful statement because I've seen this guy clock in. Right around his seventh drink, things seem to crash for him. He's not a huge drinker. If he's stuck to the four to six, four to six drinks right in that window, you know, he gotta, sometimes he'll get outside of that. But when he's in this window... It is superb, and that's exactly where he was right now. Myself, of course, I'm not partaking in the sacrament, but I'm driving, and I have no problem repaying back society for all the time sober people drove my drunk ass around for decades. God only knows the level of annoyance was probably around a 10. Well, he was already chatting to the bartender about this chick, getting some pre-call information. This is actually exactly what happened. The bartender gave him some information No, she came by herself. Yeah, she's been on her phone. She's almost done with her meal. She is drinking. She drinks whiskey. Okay, so Dan's got this information right now. This is amazing pre-call planning for this sales meeting he's about to engage into this cold call journey. And then I have his back a 1,000%. Now, I'm videoing some of this at some points just waiting for the crash to happen. It's not that I want it to happen, but it's like how people go to NASCAR events. They want to to see it happen. (laughs) They want to see the big crash. I kind of do, but then I kind of don't. But I know it's probably not going to happen because this dude brought in his A game and then some. In the poker game of life, or the story I'm about to tell you, before Boston Dan did what he did and walked over to this female's seat like he owned the restaurant, which is what you need to do, he put on what I would say probably one of the better soliloquies In his own head, getting ready, you could tell he was like talking to himself, kind of, but not really. I could see the plan forming before he went into action. And in order to do this effectively, you need to do it exactly like he did. But what he did, I've never really seen before. I talked about coffee. I've never seen cheesecake. Well, I did recently. So Boston Dan knows that she's drinking bourbon or whiskey, and she's about to be done with her meal, and she was. The meal was already gone. She had just concluded that Dan buys her a piece of cheesecake, but not before talking to her for a good 10 minutes across the bar. So there's a couple next to me. We're on the 90. I can't stand when people do this, but then again, I look back at what I've done. This is all I've done. Hell, across the 90, I'll just yell across the whole bar. Fuck you, you don't like it, leave. I don't know. That's a great attitude to have. Let me tell you that. But he didn't care about anybody around him because his sights are on her. She's about 45 years old, a brunette who takes care of herself. She probably has a kid, probably one or two. I can surmise this pretty quickly. No wedding ring, but she was, guarantee you at one point she was married. All these things came to pass. That's not that big of a stretch or an assumption to make. But it was true. So after Dan chatted her up and got her laughing from across the bar, which is even more difficult to do because your jokes might not be laughed at by everybody else you're subjecting this to. But his jokes are really funny, so everybody's laughing. <laughs> Except for me, because I'm still kind of saying, what is this guy's angle? I hadn't known he had done this yet. A piece of cheesecake then shows up in front of the the young woman. <clears throat> and then Boston Dan Doesn't even break character. Just walks over, still talking to her, while walking towards her, towards the empty seat that just happened to appear, sat right next to her and said, everybody likes cheesecake. Everybody likes cheesecake. That's a fact. I like cheesecake. You like cheesecake. And if you don't, you're a weirdo. And you'll probably take my daughter to a trans drag show. So... The piece cake, the piece cake, the cheesecake pickup move goes into full swing. He had kept this so secret, I didn't even know this was happening. And then it all just unfolded in front of me, the brilliance and simplicity of this plan. Pre-call planning to get to know who she is a little bit. Get the information you can. Scouring LinkedIn five minutes before a meeting. Getting in front of her. Continuing the conversation without fumbling or stumbling for one second. He even remained to connect eyes with her while he walked, never breaking the gaze of the young suitor. All these things looking back are so powerful. He's working both sides. He's working the cognitive side, the things that she knows he's trying to do, but then he's working the other things that are not hitting her immediately. She really has no idea. It's a lot more than just, you're hot and I'm here. Okay. Can he close this? Because I know if he can, I have no problem waiting in the hotel lobby for a couple hours, or in his case, a couple minutes. But either way, I had no problem doing either of these. Of course, I'm still on the team, team bro, big supporter. But I think this is the long hustle as he's doing this. He just wants her number. She travels for a living. He's pretty liquid. He can leave and do whatever he wants. So this could be even smarter. It could be set up as one of those she randomly says, I'm going to be in Kansas City next week. Then he can lie and say, I'm going to be there for business anyway, (laughs) and then buy a ticket and go out there. I've done that. Oops. (laughs) This is where I think this is going, and boy, I'm not too far off. So anyway, the cheesecake. So the bartender does not break character. I'm pretty sure he slipped her he slipped him a 20 at some point I did not see for him to set up the silverware for two in front of that woman while he brought over another seat for him and got someone else to move over. This is now heavy-duty coordination. Okay, this is the the ultimate. This guy's got it all going for him now. But she didn't even realize that that had happened because she was still looking at him and he didn't look around him to alert her that he indeed had paid someone to change the setting. (laughs) It's just amazing. Then they get into talking. Now, this is the interesting part. This is where people bomb. Because although you've been talking before, now you're close, a little more intimate. Now we can't hear what you're saying. Will she continue to laugh? Will she then say, this is a mistake? This man's a sociopath. I don't know. We had to find out. It got so good that even the young couple next to me was like, he must be doing well. I'm like, you're damn right he is. She's laughing. And he touched her shoulder at one point during a joke, and she didn't even break any type of weird, don't touch me. So now you have some of the the, the, the social touching, which I'm sure I can get canceled for suggesting such a thing. But it's a real thing. And all these things are playing in his favor, and then... Orders her. I forgot something important. He did order her a shot of Jameson, which he thinks she did not drink fully. She took half the shot, then dumped the other half into her drink. What shows right there? She's not really trying to get slappy drunk. He said she didn't take any of the shot. Well, he's wrong because I saw that, but that's okay. So we know a little more from her there. She's not really trying to tie one on. She probably has to drive somewhere farther than across the street, and she did. She's local. So knowing all that, your chances of trying to take her home would be a Hail Mary that is need not be thrown. We don't need to throw that one. And he does plant the long seed right when the time comes of if he's going to say, can I have your number? Nice (laughs) dumper. He didn't do that. And we are all looking in amazement that he did not try to close that deal. He comes back over and I say, damn, man, tough one. Looks like you had it all going there. And then he asked me if I like apples in his Boston, over-the-top, exaggerated Boston voice when he does it like this. I got a number. And he did. He got it early in that one. We didn't even know. That's how smooth that was. While we were watching. The cheesecake pickup move. He got her number. And they're talking right now. That is is how that is done. That is how you do things the right way. That is how you close a deal professionally by not letting the decision maker know you're trying to engulf them in your entire program and every type of thing you can sell them you're dumping on their desk. It's the long play. Be the tortoise in the beginning of this race and you'll find you'll beat the hare more often than not. And the way he did that, well, it was masterful. The cheesecake pickup move is something I will not soon forget. And again, the way that that went in sequential order between the pageantry, the setup, and the conclusion is probably one of the best I have ever seen. And I can't believe, I can still ruin a story. God, I forgot to say that she had already pretty much sent two to three people packing before he came in. The bartender disclosed that as well. More very pertinent information. So he did something that night that no one else even got close to doing, which means he was really on his game per usual. So what does that have to do with anything, Belts? I'm glad that you asked that. I really am. Let me tell you. Because much like trying to observe something from the outside, not knowing what truly is going on can really lead you in a wrong direction as far as what you think the conclusion will be. So these two people next to me watching this happen had no idea that this guy professionally can talk to anyone in what he does now and what he did before. This is a must. I try to sell somebody a new suit. Am I allowed to say Yeah, he works at a Subaru dealership? I believe I already said that, but I said Subaru Outback. But to be number one like he is every year, you're gonna be able to have to communicate and talk to people, which is he can do that very well. So these two people next to me probably just thought this guy was just drunk and he was gonna go bum. That's what I would have thought had I not known him, because once again, he's not like six foot five and all this, just another normal looking guy. And furthermore. We do this a lot when we look at teams at face value when it comes to tournament time, and there's your hook. And the reason why I'm saying that is because when it comes time to look at what you're going to do in this tournament, there are some major, major things that are not looked at. Notice how Boston Dan got all the information possible prior to his engagement here, prior to his sales appointment with the Young lass. This is something people do not do this time of year. And I don't talk about your brackets. Nobody cares. If you want to talk to me about your losing bracket, delete my number. You you can actually do that because nobody wants to hear about your bracket. Let, Let me repeat. Nobody gives a shit about your bracket. No one. Your kids, your wife, no one wants to hear about it. But when you come time to betting on these games, if you want to play the man's game right here in the first round, dozens of opportunities will be given to you. The Sweet 16, this thing tightens up like a crab's ass. But I will tell you, there are major mathematical offages in a lot of what's going to be presented to you. And a lot of that is the fact that this is on a neutral court. And people just do not take the time to realize what that means. Let me give you an example. The Mountain West is my favorite conference in basketball this year. I've been watching New Mexico, probably watched them 20 times with Mashburn and Eddie House's kids up there at the guard spots. They're fun to watch. Utah State is fun to watch. San Diego State's fun to watch. Wyoming is fun to watch. There's a lot of good teams in this conference. But if you go down to even the last place Air Force team, they have a winning record at home. If you scroll up, you'll see that Nevada still hasn't lost a home game. Nevada ran the table at home in conference. There's no road wins in this conference, and it's not because they suck on the road as much as it is. The home court advantages in this conference are wild. The Air Force is in dead last place, you can't fit a baby into this place because it's standing room only like it is for every single team. Boise's another one. 20-some win team. They lost one at home. and They should have been undefeated. So when you have this type of home court advantage and you're looking at these teams, you have to also understand the same applies to the larger teams and the larger conferences. This neutral court negates everything. You could play this game on the moon. Alabama versus Alabama A&M. You could play this on Jupiter and we know what's going to happen in football. Alabama is going to roll them, right? Every single time. But why is it that when North Iowa, 13 years ago, gets on the court with 12 years ago in the Elite Eight sees North Carolina with two McDonald's All-Americans and four people getting drafted, three in the first round, and they lose to, they lose to a bunch of white guys from Northern Iowa. How is that possible? You will never see that in football, ever. And baseball is its own microcosm because of pitching. You have a pitcher that's just dealing, you're going to be in any game. But basketball takes more of a team effort, and it's incredible. How? How are these guys who are going to be farmers and maybe a doctor over here, and that guy looks like he's going to, what was he going to do? Looks like he's going to be a taxidermist or something, play against these guys who are still playing in the NBA right now, and they beat them. The neutral court does something To really good teams that are really good at home, it takes away a lot of what makes them good. And as elementary as that sounds, it's incredible how much we don't even look at that. When you start lining up what you're gonna bet, if you're taking sides especially, you better take the time to look and see what this team can do when they're not at home. Because there is no difference between a true away game and a neutral court. You're not in your house, you're not as comfortable. But the other team, the lesser, the dog, for some reason, they seem to be more often than not. You need to be checking these things. These are so important. If you're going to pull the cheesecake pickup move on this tournament and slide right in... You're going to want to have one where people say, I don't like that. I don't know. Have you seen their record? I don't know. look. Look at points per game. Oh, they talk about all this stuff. Have you looked at their points per game when they're not at home? Have you looked at how many free throws they surrender when they're not at home? Why are their best tr- players constantly in foul trouble when they're not at home? They give up eight more, score six less. That's not good. You good at math? Not even looked at. You're going to try to do the cheesecake pickup move. You better lay down some groundwork. And if you're going to try to bet this tournament in the beginning, you want to play the game, you want to play the man's game, then you better not be throwing your money down the toilet belts. I'm only a $20 better. Would you light $20 on fire right now? Probably not. You can light it on fire the easy way and just listen to all my picks. <laughs> but it's not a good idea. What made Boston Dan's Cheesecake Pickup so incredible wasn't just how he did it. It's the course of action in the chronological order of the sales process he was in and how smoothly he transitioned to the next, to the next, to the next. The same thing needs to be done because if you start getting that second round and you see Kansas is playing Missouri State and you don't look at how Missouri State's actually better on the road than they are at home and Kansas is just another team on the road, I'm telling you, look out, this is how this happens. We'll be talking about that in depth. Why we need to get into these stats, we're going to start throwing money on that. There's a lot of people listening to this that don't bet no $20. Matter of fact, the juice on some of their losses would be closer to 200 The juice on some of the bets guys are getting in through me on my group and through this podcast. So I take that very seriously. And I better take a page out of Boston Dan's book when I lay this down for you. We're not going to be talking about any of the picks now that's the Instagram page. I thought about putting a couple up today, but it's just not, some of these games start too early, 10 in the morning. So I can't do that. But what I can do is promise you this. I'll put us in a good spot, a better spot than not, and a better spot than most, just like I have on this show. And let me say one more thing before we get in to Bro Exotic. I got into it a couple days ago with someone else too. Unprovoked. Unprovoked. Yelling at me, Because of some losers and talking about how I am pretty much a loser and I lie about it, which is hilarious. I'll be the first one to tell you when I lose. Everyone knows that I talk about the losers. But this goes way, way back with some deep-rooted things this guy may have to tell me one day and I can't force it out of him. I'd rather not have that also done on a drunk phone call. But I chopped him at the knees and told him this. And this is something we'll be talking about over the summer. If... If you were given an opportunity by Warren Buffett and the opportunity was from Wednesday night during college football season, concluding Monday night football, starting with the Maction on Wednesday with Akron versus Miami, Ohio, all the way to the Jets playing the Seahawks on Monday night football, you were going to be in a room by yourself. You're the only person in this room. You have food, drink, water, luxury penthouse you're going to have to pick 10 games against the spread. 10 games, ATS, total or side. You get to pick. All through college, all through pro. You have to make your pick before the game starts and you do 10. Simultaneously, nine other people in nine other rooms are doing the same thing with no communication to anyone. And the winner gets $10 million. If you both go eight for 10, you split 10 million. If three people go eight for 10, then you split the 10 million three ways, etc. cetera. But the key, but the... The caveat is you can have one person with you in that room, one person to help you advise, one person. How much you want to bet your ass, the guy I'm talking to, has me in that room. Furthermore, how much do you want to bet just about everybody listening to this now would want me in that room? You need me in that room. You want to know why? Because I'm pretty fucking good at this. That's why. So you ride with me, we're always on the better side of a coin flip. 55% in college were rolling basketball. We killed football, killed the futures. I don't talk about that enough. I make a stand every now and again to talk about some of the positives. And that's a big one that does not seem to be uh, spoken about within a couple of my circles. But that's okay. Because you know deep down inside, you got one person to pick. Who are you going to pick? Let me help you out. You're picking Danny Belts. And we're going to fucking win that thing. So buckle up next week as I'm bringing it. I've been preparing this one for a long time. Long time. And it will hit. Believe you me. Has anybody seen Bro Exotic? A lot of compute cycles will lose part of the system for a while. and you know, there's it's a finite amount of memory. You can't use it for everything. We're going to compile for half an hour. Go ahead. All of you. We're approaching the Tyrannosaur product. Bro Exotic joins the Sports Anilert. How you doing, bro?
1: Uh, What's going on, dude? Brogzotic, Vice Pope of Cow Church of Woke, and uh, I say, uh, very happy to join you on one of the best days, uh, the best day of the year, uh, which is March eighth, a day in which the global patriarchy ceases to exist for twenty four hours as we acknowledge and uh, celebrate International Women's Day. Um, Hashtag Michelle Obama, women's rights.
0: (laughs) Of course. Um, International Women's Day. So this is a big day, I imagine, for you all there in the church woke. Oh,
1: celebrated. yeah. Uh, yes. On
0: International Women's
1: Day Eve last night uh, during woke church, which you know is on a Tuesday.
0: On a Tuesday. Everybody knows this.
1: Yeah. So on uh, International uh, Women's Day Eve, uh, we gave thanks to women. Um, we damned the patriarchy, as we typically do, uh, but more so in a much more aggressive fashion. Uh Less aggressive than a typical night at Buffalo Riot Wings, but aggressive oh. nonetheless. <laughs> uh, we, we made a spectacle of it. And um, yeah, dude, we're just, uh, we're pretty much a man-hitting
0: frenzy last night. That's incredible. And I was seeing a lot of, well, speaking of man, you know, speaking of frenzy, I'm sure you may or may, well, never mind. And we start talking about the Saints, and I get redirected. I was going to see if the church woke. Oh, no, yeah, oh, wait, no, 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 hold
1: up, dude. Yeah, we, we, well. Well, now that you are – yeah, we do have a big problem with the Saints, dude.
0: Uh, really? Well, <laughs> I mean – That would be good. This, what's, the, what's the, this, the stupid team in New Orleans is getting your your woke meter up here? Well, yeah,
1: dude. I mean, obviously when we're all just uh, – we're all worried about, you know, emissions and our carbon footprint, dude. Uh, they go ahead and they pick up, uh,
0: they <laughs> oh, pick up a quarterback named
1: Derek Carr, <laughs> last name just sporting – uh, in a emissions machine. I mean, what's next? You're going to pick up uh, free agent defensive end John Factory. Uh, I mean, how huh. about how about punter Carl Panzer? You know how? about <laughs> Let's just take him out of the NBA. Let's just get Robert Tractor
0: Trailer. Wow. I mean, you you're pulling him out here. I mean, I guess would it be better if his name was like, I don't know, David Smart Car, or how about David Windmill? Would that be more acceptable to the church? Well, I, well hopefully uh, they draft Alan Whole Foods. Uh, oh, he's a rising He's a, he's
1: a, star. He's a standout uh, safety space position player uh, in the backfield at the University of Oklahoma.
0: I was going to uh, say, and, it sounds like something from the Pac-12, but close enough.
1: Yeah, dude. So we're, uh, I don't know. We're just hoping for that, dude. I, I just I don't understand. You know, we're going to, mm. we're going to, uh, you know, give get players who uh, whose names represent uh, that is uh, killing M- Mother Earth on International Women's Day, so uh, oh, it's man. just a it's a double backhanded fist to Mother Earth, dude. Um, you know, <laughs> picking up uh, picking up a player whose <laughs> uh, last name is designed to kill her. So we're just uh, we're not too stoked on this, dude.
0: I'm gonna go ahead and start the petition for David Windmill or David Electrical Car. I think David Electrical Vehicle, DEV, could be something he may want to go towards so as not to completely fall out of grace within, you know, the church of people like yourself. Well, if, Dave, if
1: a man named David Windmill ever uh, ran for uh, ran for office, uh,
0: that's a blind vote for me. Yes. Um... David Mass Transit City Bus. <laughs> so that's another one that we'd probably really like to to get in there as well. Especially if he was how... pants, you know. Especially if he was pants. I don't know. He is from... uh I don't know. I think those guys were a little MAGA wokey. He may even be a Christian, bro. So that's a big, big no-no for that's a big strike for you. I know that. That's right, dude. Yeah. I know having all those kids in wedlock. What the hell's he thinking? All right. Well, bro, <laughs> exotic, you have certainly once again. I mean, I really don't know why I threw the Saints in there. You're ready to roll the stupid team in New Orleans, getting this quarterback whose name just glorifies the melting of the polar ice caps and killing more polar bears. Can I, and especially am especially allowed
1: especially especially after a season where you just litter your streets with beads and trash and uh, trash
0: from China? Uh, is it out of my realm? I know I'm not knighted in the church of woke. I like to think I'm semi acceptable perhaps. Uh, is it, is it possible that we have some sort of like named? Well, no, we can't do that. I, we're just going to have to go with car. There's nothing we can really do there. So, no, there's nothing you can do there, dude. I mean, I know, like, I was thinking would... about if maybe you could change the name or maybe if Look, you just did reckon... if
1: he was woke enough and wanted to go uh, under the nickname <laughs> uh, Electric, if he would go as David Electric Car, I think that uh he would pass dude, but uh until he decides to uh uh has to be forgiven for his last name, um uh, I mean, we're going to have to put him on a council review. That's all I can say, dude.
0: Yeah, I, I, I knew that was coming. Maybe David Compost Heap. There's a lot of things maybe he can do. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure, but we'll, we'll try to figure this out as we go along. But he is indeed – wait, did I, I did hear that. We are putting him on council review. This is a real thing. He hasn't even landed here yet.
1: And all of his ancestors who share that last name.
0: <laughs> of course. I bring him oh, upon his family. A pox upon the bloodline. I mean, it just never gets old. On this show, bro, you make, well, I don't even know how you do it sometimes. Sometimes I don't even look forward to our bit, and yet every time we finish, I have a smile. Oh, dude, I will grab the
1: woke pope. We'll have a seance, and we'll woke cancel his entire bloodline.
0: There's so much going on there. I don't even know if, wow. Okay, well, it's. Oh, I would fall into being woke. So yes, no, that does qualify. I had to it's think wo- about no, it.
1: No, belts it's
0: woodcraft. Thank you. Wokecraft. That's right. Still the, the worship of nature. That's up your alley. We can agree on that. Yes, sir. All right. Oh, bro. Exotic. Thanks for jumping on the sports antidote. Uh, you know, hopefully Derek, Electrocar, that now plays for the stupid team in new Orleans is not responsible for killing more polar bears than he already has. And I'm on your side there, brother.
1: Well, I appreciate it, dude. Glad, uh, glad to have a, uh, an ambassador. Uh, of your background, <laughs> at least on our on our side, a little bit, uh, it's it's uh it's, it makes
0: us really hopeful for the future. <laughs> so am I, bro. Especially with your future, because it just keeps getting better. Anyway, bro, i will have you on next week. March Madness will be picking up right around that time. The tournaments and playing games, and I'm sure there are many mascots that will infuriate you and your faithful church. Uh, as
1: I'm learning, uh, yeah, it's uh, it grows uh, the. The, the rage grows day by day. Good, uh, good.
0: I, we like it. We need that.
1: Especially a certain uh, team in Tallahassee. Um, we'll be getting
0: on them real quick. <laughs> well, the good news for you is they're not going to any tournament. <laughs> they're not They are not going to the YMCA tournament this year because they are horrible. But, yes, don't worry. There's many other appropriating mascots that I'm sure you'll draw blood from. It should be great. Can't wait. bro. Exotic. look forward to having you on next week. Anything you want to close with here?
1: Uh, yeah, Dean. Uh, no joke. Stay woke. Uh, women's rights.
0: Women's rights. We'll see you next week, bro. All right. Cheers, dude. Sick. <laughs> I thought you could cut me out of that. We officially changed the conclusion music of this show. We will absolutely be keeping Kenny Loggins in the beginning. But I got to clear a little room for Moby. When Bryce Harper walks up to the plate with this in the background, I got to say, it gives me, it makes the hair stand up. Bryce Harper's not better than Mike Trout. Want to bet? Remember when that was a thing? Yeah, I think he is now. Everybody knows this. Bryce Harper's a bust. Your mother is a bust. Everybody really knows that. Thanks for joining the Sports Sandlot today, episode number 142. The Cheesecake Pickup Move. Thanks to Boston Dan. For putting all that brilliant motion into real life, making it a reality, I wish I could videotape the whole thing to break this down for you on a video podcast that Spotify offers, but no one does that because we have lives, so we can't. Thanks to Bro Exotic for jumping on the podcast and talking about Derek Smart Car, Derek Windmill Car. Thanks to the drunk neighbor for having my daughter in his wedding. Congratulations to that young man; he hit the lottery with Miss Neighbor. Huge fan. Huge fan. Just let me say that, and I wish them the best. And we'll do anything they want at any given time, except for go watch the dumb goddamn team in New Orleans in the super dumb, because that's not happening. Guys, March Madness is going to be crunk next week. Be sure and tune in to this show. Talk to people about it. We're starting to, oh, we get these numbers up to, like, hundreds, and then it drops. I don't even know what to think anymore. Reach out touch a brother and tell somebody about the sports antidote today and then follow us on instagram come on and troll me i need it i want it see you guys next week gonzaga tcu and i got two more for you pal with a big fat breakdown of everything keep it real antidotions!